The Gemara talks about a few times that it's possible for a person to be a partner with Hashem in the creation of the world. Particularly, the Gemara talks about that. And Shabbos, the Gemara says, if a person says Vayichulu on Shabbos night, so it's nice to shut up Shlakadish Baruch and the nice liberation. So he becomes a partner with Hashem creating the world. And the question is, how do you become a partner with Hashem creating the world when the last thing to be created was the person? Everything was already done by then. So maybe you can say, I can be a partner with Hashem in doing what he wants people to do in this world. Maybe I can be a partner with Hashem in bringing Mashiach. That I understand, because then I'm, I can actively be involved in doing, making something happen. But the Bria, the creation of the world, really it ended with the creation of a man. Definitely before us, before we come in the picture. So how's it shy for a person today to be a part of Hashem in creating the world? The world's already been created. And Hashem didn't need any partners in doing that. He did it all by himself. So in what way, what does it mean firstly that a person becomes a part of Hashem in creating the world? And what's the mind of that? Kiryu Chazal saying there's a certain shavach, a certain praise, that oh, you're now a partner of Hashem in the world. What does that mean? What does it give you? Okay, so let's start from the first point. First, explain what it means to be a partner with Hashem. And then afterwards, what's the value that there is for us in being a partner with Hashem? And these are just general Hashgrafa points which are very negative to we're talking about creation, perspiracious. These are general Hashgrafa points which is, this is the time of the year to think about them too. Okay, so the first point is what does it mean to be a partner with Hashem? So let's look at it in the words of Sefer Yitzhira. The Sefer Yitzhira, which is a Sefer which is described by Rama Vino, it opens with the words, Yerakadish Baruch Hashem created his world with the Sefer, with the book. And what's the book that Hashem created the world with? So the idea is already brought in the Pasuk and Eov, when the Goy look a Sefer Hashemayim. The Shemaim, which is spread out, is like a safe, is like a book. Now, when a person writes a book, so of course the author writes whatever he wants to write, but the purpose of the book isn't to write a book which I'm now going to have authored and then keep it sealed that, uh, because it's, written, it's already been written. The purpose of a book is that people should read the book. And that way, the, the benefit of the book isn't just in writing, the benefit of the book is that people can read it and gain from whatever I've decided to write. And if that's the case, if you're going to talk about uh, when is the tachlis of the book reached, that's when more people are going to read it. And then whatever information I wanted to disseminate through my book, more people that read it, the more I'm doing the job. And therefore the people who are reading the book, in a sense, are participating in the, the function that the book was meant to have. My job was to write the book, their job is to read the book and to learn the book, and then we've achieved the point we wanted to achieve. And therefore, in a the simple sense, we'll explain in a more ruchni sense in a minute, but in a simple sense, what it means that the person who says Vayichulu is a partner with Hashem in creating the world is because Hashem created the world as something which a person is meant to learn from. As, meant, as a person is meant to look at the world and learn something from it. And if people ignore that, so then the world is like the closed book, which is a positive report before, which no one's learning from. Whereas the person does look to the world and learn the lesson Hashem wants to teach, so then he's participating with Hashem in the purpose of the world. Hashem created the world to teach somebody something. Look, look at the world and understand what Hashem is trying to show you within the world. 
And when a person does that, then that's fulfilling the function that the world was meant to provide. And now it's to teach somebody. And the made when a person says, Vayichulu, it's the recognition that I see in the world the fact that Hashem created it. So we say, Vayichulu. And uh, when we appreciate that, so we become a partner with Hashem. Because in the, the, the creation was speaking to somebody. It wasn't something which nobody, which no one noticed, was completely ignored, which place was doing nothing. It's something which people were aware of and are learning from. And if that's the case, it, it fulfills the function that Hashem had in creating the world. And therefore, even if we're not practically aiding Hashem in the creation of the world, but we're aiding Hashem in the purpose of the world. Just like by a book. It needs the person who reads the book to fulfill the function of the person who wrote it. The same in the Bria Sa'ilam, what Hashem expects is that people are going to learn what He wants to teach them in the Bria. So when you said that the world is created the book, you like a book. Like a book, exactly. Like a book. The world is a book. When they go to Kosef Hashemai, the heavens are like a book, and if a person looks up and learns from them, so it's like he's learning the book. And uh, then that fulfills the function Hashem wanted the world to fulfill. Now there's two parts to <coughs> what Hashem did. One is what we call my separation, the one is we call my recovery. The Mishnah puts them together. The Mishnah Chagiga, which talks about uh, those hidden areas of Torah which a person can only teach in very definite circumstances, in very specific circumstances. Ma'asim Merkava and Ma'asim Merkava. What's the difference between the two? So firstly, what does the idea of a Merkava mean? We've mentioned this many times. It sounds something very esoteric, but it's something which is a, we can explain in very simple terms. A Merkava is a chariot. A Merkava is a chariot. And the Chaim explains that how does a chariot work? We use the cars to live next to chariots, but how does a chariot work? So the way a chariot works is you have a coach with wheels, but what pulls the coach is horses. So now, who's running, in, who, who, who's in the front, the horses or the coach? The horses, right? They pull the chariot. So you think about it that the horses are pulling, and the chariot gets dragged wherever the horses, the horses pull it to. Because since they're the ones who are providing the power to make it run, so they're the ones who determine where it goes. But if anyone's seen a, somebody riding a chariot, they'll know that's not the case. It's the other way around. It's the person who's riding the chariot who has the reins. And he's directing the horses. The horses run. They'll pull the chariot. But what, what determines where the chariot goes is the person sitting on the chariot and he's directing it and they'll run to where they're going to run. And they're going to run in the way he wants them to run. So even though it looks like the horses are running, the they're being led. They're being directed. And the chariot, which is following either of the horses, is really directing the horses. And that's exactly the marshal for the two points we talk about in the prayer side. We said there's two, there's two uh, topics of understanding the world. The one is what's called Maesa Beratius, and what's called Maesa Merkava. Maesa Beratius is the initial creation of the world. Maesa Beratius, we talk about Pashas Beratius, the initial creation of how Hashem created the world. And like we said, that He did all by Himself before people came on the scene. On the contrary, the person was the last thing Hashem created at the end of the week of creation. Mesoparatius is understanding how, the, how Hashem created the world, both in the spiritual sense or the physical sense, whatever it's going to be. That's one, that's one limit of Kabbalah, one limit of Nistars, which will get to Hashem creating the world. There's a second limit also, which is Mesim Rukhava. And Mesim Rukhava is the process of how Hashem runs His world. How Hashem runs His world. And therefore, the Nagea to the Shrishim Abiratius was Mace Abiratius. Since then, what's Nagea to trying to understand what's going on is the Mace Merkava, which means how does Hashem run the world? And the big difference is when it comes to how does Hashem run the world, so the Chachm of how Hashem runs the world 
is he runs it like a merkab. He runs it like a chariot, which means the people, the people do things in this world. Hashem gives them free reign to do things, and you think that's what's making policy, that's what's determining what happens, that's what's causing results. Because people do, and people act, and people decide, and people implement. That's what's making things happen in the world. You should know that's not true. There's a Merkava. And the Merkava <coughs> means there's a chariot. People are the horses. And we need to stop be running and doing things. And Shemayim, there's the Merkava. And Hashem is directing where the horses run. And therefore, even though it looks like people are the ones who are responsible for what happens in the world, and people are responsible for making decisions which are going to affect the world, they're like the horses of the chariot. Yes, you see a chariot moving, you think, wow, it's the horses. They're making it run. That's true. But where, where it goes to is not up to the horses. Where it goes to is up to the coachman. And if we talk about the Mason Merkava, is the, how Hashem runs this world like a Merkava. He runs this world like a chariot, which means people do. They're directed. They're being pulled and they're being shown where, what they can and can't do. And that's why Hashem runs things based on how he, how he directs people. Sorry for the annoying question. And how does that fit in with Mechira? How does the rain pulling impact our choice making? Hashem, we said this lots of times. A person doesn't give every Hashem doesn't give a person every option in Bechira. What he doesn't want a person to do is not an option for him. Bechira is the options Hashem leaves to the person, and then he, between those you can decide. And so, if Hashem doesn't want you to go somewhere, he's not giving you that option. So that's uh, that's what's called Ma'aseh Merkava, and here also is something to learn from it. Just like we meant to learn from Ma'aseh Bereshis, and we can see by it's a safer which is uh, we can learn from by seeing what did Hashem do in creating the world. And what do you mean to learn from that? There's a limit to learn from the, how Hashem runs the world too. There's a limit to learn from how Hashem runs the world also. In fact, the Ebenezer writes, and uh, the others say this as well, that part of the Torah which we'll learn in Adam Abba is understanding how everything, what, exactly how Hashem ran His world, exactly how everything happened in this world and what His reason was and what, 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 what He was achieving by doing it. Because uh, that's something which we can learn from also. Maybe to understand that in detail we need Adam Abba, but even in this world, if we can see and understand a certain amount of uh, and, uh, uh, learning from Hashem's Anhaga, then again, we're a partner with Hashem. And why am I saying this? Because it's, uh, there's a big debate always when things happen in the world. Are you, trying, are you meant to try and learn from them or not? Are you meant to look at them and say, well, there's a lesson for us to learn? Are you meant to look and say, well, we, ha- we don't consider ourselves uh, able to understand what Hashem is doing, Hashem's machshava uh, and Hashem's Calculations are way beyond humanity, and therefore we don't understand, we don't know. What's the right approach to take? So he talks about Tzidim. And he says, Ishbar, When we talk about understanding the world, it's the Ishbar, it's a person who doesn't know anything, so he won't know. The Chsil, a person who's considered stupid, foolish, she won't understand. Which means that's not an excuse. <coughs> Just like we meant to understand the Bria, and that's the, the, the Savior which has been written for us. So similarly, we meant to understand what Hashem does. And it's also a Sefer which is written for us. And that's the second word of Sefer Yitzir. We quoted the Sefer Yitzir before. Sefer Yitzir starts, Chodesh Baruch was Baruch Elamai, B'Sefer or B'Sefer. There's two Sefers. The first Sefer we spoke about is the Sefer of Bereshis, the Sefer of the Bria, which, how Hashem created the world. Before, we, before people came on the scene, we had to look to see in the creation what we meant to learn from it. And the second Sefer, and that's the Sefer of how Hashem runs his world. We can learn from that too. We can learn from Mirakinagamida, we can learn from what Hashem is trying to show us. It's very clear. And uh, that's a, another area where a person is meant to learn. And once again, if people don't learn from it, then the message is lost. It's like Hashem's writing the book, which no one's bothering to read. And it's when people do learn from it, 
then we're achieving something because then we're reading the message Hashem is trying to teach us. Um, so the question which we have to ask, and that's people always do ask, is well, how do we know if our interpretation is correct? How do we know if what you're reading into what Hashem is doing is the right explanation or not? So the one or two grand rules is it has to fit the facts. In other words, to say that something happened because of some completely random reason, which has nothing to do with what happened. There's no, there's no reason why one's going to the other one. And if that's the case, there's no reason to assume that that's what a person's meant to learn from it. But, uh, the Gemara tells us, and that is, has the way we are meant to know what Hashem is doing? So the Gemara says, the principle of Mila connected Mila, which means if a person sees what happens, it directs a, a, a very clear, uh, so to speak, connected Mila, Playing back to take what that person did, since it's easy to see. And you don't have to be a, a, you don't have to be a genius to understand. Hashem is showing it to you. And the Gemara says that. The Gemara says that even with man a person can see mila connected within things, which means a person should look to see uh, why did this happen to me? Think, is there something which is this is the accurate, not just a random, an accurate punishment or an accurate response for what I did. And uh, it's not just talking about global events, it's not just talking about events which affect Lai Yisrael or change the world. Even small events in a person's own life, if they get used to thinking in terms of why did that happen to me, <coughs> and think of what did I do wrong in exactly that area, in exactly that area, you'll see, and everyone can see in their own lives how there's such an accurate mirror connected with it. And I can say from from even small incidents in a person's life, they can think about, well, what did I do wrong? That that I deserve this. If you think about it enough, you'll see it, and you'll see it's completely accurate. I'll just give one or two mishalim, like two examples. Mamish, shout out to people here in the area, in the Kodal even, in the last, in the last few weeks. Without uh, uh, going into details, which give away people's names, but just ideas we see. Mamish, me looking like a man. Someone came to complain to me that they, of a Shabbos, a few weeks ago, Shabbos Shabbos, so they, they, someone, the neighbor, Basically, used all their things without permission, broke a lot of their stuff. I didn't understand, like, you know, it's meant to be a normal family, like, take the things without permission, still, how can it be? So, I took another conversation, they told me, and only that, their cousins had come from, uh, from somewhere else and invited them to stay in an empty apartment in the building. And uh, they were also, like, also shocked that these from neighbors would take things for nothing and steal from them. So I came in the conversation, like, like the, the apartment you found your neighbors like, to use in the end building, like, it was someone else who had gone overseas for Yantaf already then before after Shoshana. So I said, well, did you ask permission for your cousin to use the apartment? I said, no, no one was there, so we just we had a key, we just let them in. I said, you realize you just did the same thing yourself. You stole from the apartment over Shabbos, to, so you, people stole from you. What do you expect? That's the exact middle can I get with. One example. Um, somebody's telling me another story. That, uh, again, it's funny in the title, that he was invited to speak in a certain place. Mamish, just before you kipper. And another Russia, someone calls out, like, what? I'm, I'm completely uncalled for. Like, you know, you're wasting our time by giving us stupid rushes. It's like, finish the rush already. He was very broken, like, he was trying to give a Russia, and, like, why do you deserve, like, in the middle of a Russia, somebody should embarrass him like that? So. I don't think, is there anything you did today which maybe, you know, Kilo, uh, Hashem was paying you back for? You're not doing something wrong but trying to give a drasha, but maybe you did something today which was paying you back. So he thought about it. So yeah, that morning he was in a certain uh, Kupat Khanim, 
And he was doing something which according to Rosh Hashanah, you shouldn't do. He was talking his phone in the elevator, the big sign, please don't talk phones in the elevator. And some chilling went to him and said, yeah, you only see the sign, stop talking to me, keep quiet. So he said, I said, do you realize that the exact same words are said back to you twice in one day? Right? It's just, if, you, if you're going to act in a way which people think is a chilling Hashem, and he's going to stop talking to you quiet, so Hashem paid you back exactly the same words, and then you're trying to give a trash to that. I'm just giving examples of midi-connected midi It depends. The MS is, it depends on the person's level. In other words, normally, if a person's in a good place spiritually, Hashem doesn't wait. He comes on the spot, he'll show you. It doesn't take a long time. If a person's far from Hashem, so it can take a long time because the person isn't happy. So You're saying usually it's within a day. A day, two days, recently. Think. I mean, that's what I could have, being able to read signs. You see what Hashem wants to show you? Look. Look, why is Hashem doing this to me? It doesn't have to be something different, something not related. It's not, well, I didn't have Kavon Shemesh this morning, that's why it happened. Then that's not the Merek Nagumil fruit. The Merek Nagumil is much more to the point. Exactly the same thing you did, Hashem is going to show you. That's what He's going to teach you. And the importance of that is, is that the same you said. Just like when it comes to Maisa Barashas, we're meant to understand from what Hashem is doing in creating the world. That's a much bigger picture. But in, the, in, in persons in their own life, they're meant to understand what Hashem does to them. That's what we call the principle of the Maisa Merkava. Hashem runs things for them. And again, the point Hashem is doing to you is you're meant to pick it up. Wake up and see. He's showing you something. And the more the person, even small things, like I said, we're not talking about kind of global events. Small things in the person's life, See the minute connected with it. You see exactly what Hashem is showing you something on the spot for what, what's Nagar. Then a person learns from that. Then a person learns from that. Then a person gains from that. Because then they show, see, well, why did Hashem do this to me? What's the message meant to be? And you see that in the Torah also. When things went not according to plan, we're talking about the Shvatim, we're talking about the Avas. The response was, What's Hashem teaching us? What's the minute connected with it? Why is it happening to us? And if, if that's like in small events, then for sure, when it gets to bigger events, it's meant to make people think the same way. There's a message here. Hashem doesn't do things for nothing. And if there's a message, meant to, that's a message which we meant to understand, that brings me to the point I said before. And there is people, hold, hold any time we ever have a discomfort, and if ever you spend time thinking about it? Yes. And if you're on the level to understand, you'll see that it's not for nothing. Well, right? global events, like this war and holocausts. So then again, if we can't... Unless, the, if we're talking about like big events, you have to know the people involved, what exactly what the reason why should do it to them. You know, say, let's say a guy like us, or, or like, like a, a rabbi was, was totally unaffected by it, how does he have the right to be like, oh, it's because of this and this, whatever. So like I said, if you're talking about other people, you have to know what is doing to them, which we don't always know. We don't know other people that well. To know what doing people have time to remember Victor Miller for writing a book about... But, let me finish. But uh, if you're going to talk about uh, something which was something global and therefore the, besides for the individuals which Hashem is a cheshman to each person and we can't judge for other people because we aren't them we don't know what, they, what exactly what Hashem's cheshman of them was the person going to say it for themselves but when you're talking about something which affects Klai Yisrael so then the question is what is the message Hashem was trying to give Klai Yisrael that's in a bigger picture that's, that's for sure true as well that's uh, now we, go, we said before people ask the questions they want to answer so how are we meant to understand what Hashem does just like when it comes to massive operations, it's the same reason. We meant to understand why Hashem created His world. There could be Hashem's way above us. There is an answer to this question. And there is an answer. That's probably that's true. But on the other hand, if Hashem did it, He wants us to understand something. There will be no point expecting us to understand something if we're going to always take the attitude of it's too complicated, it's too deep, it's too profound, it's too spiritual. So there could be that part of it too. And there could be Chalakim, what Hashem is doing, which we don't understand. And we'll only understand in the field when we learn this again in the Ayla Mabon. Hashem teaches us what he did. That's for sure true. 
But there's also meant to be the part we can understand. Otherwise, there's no point trying to talk to us. And that's the last point. We're going back to Asafi Yitzim. One more word. Hashem is buried in Asafi, Asafi, Asipur. The third Asafi Yitzim is Asipur. It was by talking. Sometimes Hashem speaks. That's when they were in the And Hashem tells people straight because you can talk to them. And when they were in the Vim, Hashem tells people straight what he wanted from them, what they were doing wrong. Uh, but when there's no Nevoah, so we don't have the Sipur, we don't have Hashem talking to people, but we do have the Sefer. We do have the Hagam. Hashem still t- talking to people, not as ov- obviously directly, clearly as by speaking to them, but by showing them. By showing them what happens to them. Look, you're meant to be learning something. That's why Hashem still, so to speak, uh, makes known what He wants to people, but what He does to them. You need to understand that. Same thing what happens in the Bria. That's something we're meant to learn from. Is that everything Hashem meant? No. But Hashem can multitask. Hashem can have one in mess which we meant to learn, and it also has its chalet of how it's fixing of the Bria, and how it's changing the other Gilgolim, and how it's bringing Moshech, where all other Hashemans Hashem has are all true as well. But if there's a certain element we can learn from it, and that's what's practical for us, so then, Elachalami, it's something for us to learn. It's something for us to learn. That's on small events. We're talking about events which affect Klai Yisrael. So now, there's a second, there's two points to it, and this is what Shonim say. And that is that the people who are directly affected and the people who are indirectly affected. If we're in the category of a person who's directly affected, so then we have to think, why does not doing this to me? And I remember something. It's not, it's all or nothing. There were people who were saved, there were people who were injured, there were people who were killed. So it's not like everybody suffered the same fate. And therefore every person could think for themselves, why was this what I deserved? Why was, I, why was my neighbor spared and I wasn't? Why did this happen to him and this happened to me? There's a cheshmer to each person who learns from Kriyas Yamsuf. Every mitzvah ended up in the Yamsuf, they all ended up in the sea, but each one had exactly what he deserved. Even within a communal punishment, there's a din of Hashem deals with each individual. So for each individual to think, why did this happen to me? Again, only he knows the answer, because only he knows what he's done. And if he only knows, and he'll only be the only one to think about, like, what's Hashem telling me? Unless, like in the stories I gave before, someone's going to tell you what they did, and then you hear yourself why, why Hashem is paying them back, whatever it is. So we can't justify what Hashem does for individuals. But when it comes to something which affects the rabbi, there's also the, in, the impact it has on the rabbi. And then we have to think, if, if something which is going to cause shockwaves throughout Israel, around the world, so what does the world need to have that shock? What, what is the message for everybody else? Not just for the individuals. They have their chashm and Hashem, they have to think themselves what Hashem did, what did to them. But for everybody else, why do they have to suffer? What do they have to get this wake-up for? And then we have to think, what's the message Hashem is giving us? And therefore it's not justifying or not justifying the people involved, that their chashm and Hashem, then they have to think for themselves what Hashem did for them. It's more for us. And that is, what's the message we meant to learn from it? What's the message we meant to learn from it? Because the same thing could happen in a way which is going to, like we said, cause a shockwave around the world. The same thing could happen in a way which nobody would know about. For example, Corona. It could be as many people died, and it didn't cause the same shockwaves because it wasn't the same scary uh, situation. It wasn't that uh, people thought this was a tragedy and why did it deserve it? Okay, people accepted it, and whatever it was. It didn't have the same effect. Or anything else which happens, the earthquake. Which people, hundreds of people can get killed, and no one's going to think, wow, this is like the end of the world, because it doesn't have the same effect as when it's terrorism, as when it's people getting killed. And if Hashem decided to punish people in a way which was going to affect everyone else, it's also meant to make us think, what are we meant to learn from it? What are we meant to learn from it? Is that, and what we're going to come to, is that the only answer? Could there be other answers? Once again, it has to go back to the principle of Milikin Egemeda. It has to fit what Hashem did. It has to fit what Hashem did. And if you can think of something which we can mischazik from, which relates to this is the, the, that this is what I see, what I'm meant to learn from the situation, then we're gaining from it. 
The Rishim is telling us something. We're reading the Sefer, we're reading the book. And if that's the case, then it was something which we didn't miss the message of, we didn't miss the impact of.